Welcome to the latest episode of the Construction Insiders Podcast, where our host, Jessica Bush, talks with industry experts about new trends, best practices, and how to successfully deliver construction projects in today's market. Whatever your role on a project, we think you'll find these discussions interesting and worth your time. Thanks, Jason. Okay, well, we are back for the next episode of the Construction Insiders podcast. And this episode, we are going to be talking all about tariffs. We've been talking to clients, potential clients, our internal team members, and everyone seems to want to know what's going on, what to expect, how we got here. There's a million questions, and not too many people know the answers as it relates to our industry. So after having those conversations, we thought maybe that should be our next podcast. So here we are today with our vice president uh, of forecasting and analytics here at Cumming, and we're sitting down with Dan Pomfret today. We're going to discuss all things tariffs and get to the bottom of it so we, uh, we know what's going on. So without wasting much time, Dan, let's jump right in. Uh, so when did the tariffs begin? How are we where we are right now? Give us some of the background. Okay. So, so the tariff started in uh, late 2017, early 2018, um, under what they called Section 232 um, and uh, of the Trade Expansions Act. Um, and really what they were looking at was U.S. imports uh, and exports, and particularly focused on steel and aluminum. And, you know, looking at how, to, how that was weakening the, the, the economy. And the ultimate goal of the tariffs, um, is, you know, there's been various reasons that have been given, but really ultimately what they wanted to do is bring back domestic steel and aluminum production uh, to the country. And so there was a first round of tariffs, like I say, in, in early, sort of, uh, early 2018, uh, resulting in about $360 billion of products from uh, China uh, being affected. And so we're saying tariffs plural. So how many rounds of tariffs have there been? And um, is that normal to be phased out like this again? Just there's, there's been been about four rounds of tariffs, um, and since 2017, okay. yeah. Um, and depending on which uh, which track you're taking, there could be more, there could be less. Um, it's one of those ones that keeps, seems to keep bouncing around because um, every time you open a newspaper or, or, or read online, you know some tariffs are coming in, some tariffs are going away. But one important aspect of this is is that it's not just China that's affected by the tariffs; it's also other countries like Mexico, uh, Europe, uh, Canada as well. Interesting. Okay, because we don't hear much about that in the U.S. press currently. Yes. Um, we hear yeah. just China, 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 yeah. and that's not necessarily the case you're saying. Correct, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, Europe has a, has a lot of tariffs, and they're doing you know, retaliatory tariffs as well. Uh, Mexico, had, uh, Mexico and Canada had steel imports and exports tariffs as well. Uh, that's been dropped now, or largely been dropped now, so... Uh, but there's a there's a whole tranche of uh, countries that are involved in this. Interesting. It's not reported as much. Um, and so to get back to the tariffs that we're we're seeing and how it relates to the construction industry now that we've had some time to kind of see this play out, mm-hmm. how is it affecting the construction industry? Well, it's funny because the first round of tariffs were the steel. Um, you know, steel prices jumped up quite considerably. Um, so there was a a real big peak uh, just uh, just as the tariffs commenced. Uh, but what we found is over, over time, those tariffs have actually dropped now. And so, you know, steel prices are actually now back at pre-tariff levels. Um, similar things are now happening um, with, for example, with uh, delivery where we had, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of hospitality work and a lot of meal work, for example, comes from overseas. Um, and, you know, as that's come through uh, or as the tariffs have come up, uh, we've seen jump in rising, not just the price of meal work, for example, but also the 
the rise in delivery charges as well. So there's been a lot of on and off effects of it all. Um, but it, it's one of those ones that it's, it's just going to keep rumbling on. Um, like I say, you keep hearing about China. Um, that that really revolves around trade deficits uh, and, and all that kind of good stuff. So, um, and at the moment, there's no real end in sight of it. Um, they, you know, people keep talking about, you know, like I say, one, you know, things going one way or another, but it's, at the moment, it's very difficult to really sort of put a finger on exactly how it's actually uh, going to play out. Has this helped the construction industry? Has it hindered it? What have you been seeing over kind of this this timeline of the tariffs with our with our yeah. industry, and how long did it take to affect the industry? Um, it, it was pretty much immediate. Um, okay. As soon as the tariffs get announced, um, the, the steel tariffs were more immediate than the tariffs that get announced these days because the tariffs that get announced more recently, um, it's very fifty fifty whether they actually get into play. Um, you know, if you look at the U.S. steel industry when the first the tariffs came out in two thousand seventeen, the first um, that year afterwards, the steel industry was reported to have its most profitable year ever in the, in the US. So, um, so it, it does help. Um, it really comes down to whether you're the purchaser, the supplier, or the customer um, as to how it affects you and, and which way it affects you. Okay, because that's what I was going to ask next with the different industries and if we were, you know, building a high-rise residential building mm-hmm. versus being the manufacturer or the worker at the mill, how yeah. that affects you and your job. I guess it all kind of just depends where you are in, in, the, in the process. Yeah, where, where, where you are in that chain. Um, chain. At the end of it comes down to sort of a supply and demand. Um, you know, a lot of the tariffs that were uh, issued sort of uh, 2017 and the early days, um, a lot of those extra costs were actually absorbed by the uh, by supplier or the, or the contractors. Um, nowadays, with those prices coming again further and further ramped up, you know that that price is actually getting past the consumer. So, um, so it's, you know, there's still a, a big supply uh, in the industry, but there's also a big demand as well. Uh, most markets are really, really red hot at the moment. So, um, so that that's going to continue to uh, be be not necessarily be an issue, but it's something that people need to keep in mind that it's not just the tariffs that's the issue. It's also you know the supply of of the contractors, for example, in the market. Yes, interesting. And on a personal note, we just did a renovation, a home renovation ourselves, and seeing that um, being passed through mm-hmm. and the markups clearly staying, the 25% increase in this is a result of X, Y, and Z tariff. And it was interesting to see that come through as a consumer yep. and, and see these current headline news items affect us at home. Yeah, yeah, because the pricing is getting passed on. And, you know, I'm, I'm working with a client at the moment where they're, they're specifically putting in allowances for the uh, escalation uh, or, or, sorry, the, the tariffs that come through. And the trouble is, is that, you know, the, given the size of those uh, allowances, you know, you could be looking at projects that, you know, bid or bust on them. So. so on that note, clients are putting in allowances for these costs. Is it affecting all the way back at design level now? Um, how How is that process being affected? Yeah, so, so you know, designers particularly are, are more cognizant, not that they weren't already, but more cognizant of, um, you know, how, how they're, well, what they're designing, uh, where there could be fluctuations. Um, and it, that works all the way through down to the uh, down to the contractor and owner. Um, you know, a lot of contractors these days don't take uh, the risk on tariff or, or price increases, um, and so you know that that risk is just forever getting passed down the line. And you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, whether you get the contractor or the design team or whoever it is to take that risk, you know, you'll be paying for that risk uh, ultimately, uh, one form or another. Are clients asking us what we expect? Are they asking us for our 
input on how to move forward? What are what are these conversations like with clients or what should they be like? Are, are clients forgetting how how much this could affect their project mm -hmm. or what are, what are those conversations like? Or, and there are there things that people should be asking me, but they aren't asking. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I suppose I, I see sort of two, two ends of the spectrum really. I, I get the clients that, that are very, very worried about it and, and load up their project budgets. Um, I'm, I'm very, very concerned about it, but I have the other client type clients who um, are in the spectrum where they don't, I don't necessarily see or, or feel it's going to impact their project that much. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at a, when you look at a, uh, a project, and if you take any type or any particular aspect of that project, the materials is going to be probably about forty percent of of the price of of whatever it is. Um, and if you don't have a lot of steel, for example, on your project, you know, steel prices going up may not affect you. Um, but I think it's one of those things that that the conversations people need to continually have. Um, it needs to be continually monitored. As I mentioned, you know, projects keep, you know, or press releases keep coming out, they keep changing things, and therefore, you know, it's always going to go up and down. Uh, and the trouble is, is that when you're going out to the market, depending on how you're going out to the market and, um, and when you're going out to the market uh, for bids, you know, that can really affect the pricing because, you know, one day if you're if you're bidding someone and tariffs have just been announced for steel, um, then that's going to jump up, uh, for example, compared to another time when there's there's no no word of the tariffs. Okay. And so in terms of, you know, prices, I guess we just continue to watch and see what comes out and, and then the projects, we just go on from there in terms of pricing and planning. And do you have any idea if you could look into the future mm -hmm. um, when you talk to clients that are worried? Yeah. Um, what, do, what do you kind of feel it looks like in terms of, of the prices and, and how really concerned should people be at this point? I mean, I, I think it's a continual concern. Um, you know, obviously the their tariffs are targeted on specific products and services. Um, you know, they've recently changed the way they look at the tariffs in terms of point of, of origin of the material compared to when the manufacturing occurs. So, yeah, so I know a lot of clients are looking into different processes and approaches to that. Um, but I think it's something that needs to be continually tracked because certainly when you're looking at the tariffs and, and the cost of materials and pricing, um, like I say, a lot of contractors, a lot of uh, members in that 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 overall project uh, will not take the risk on uh, for the tariffs or, or price increases. So, um, so it's one of the things that's got to be continually tracked. I don't think it's just a do it during the design phase or just do it do it during the bid phase because you find the contracts have these uh, clauses that allow um, price increases to happen. Okay. So, you know, getting early, kind of doing your due diligence then, but we hear about cost increases in general. Mm -hmm. So are these tariffs to blame for all of this change within the construction market? We're also talking mm -hmm. a lot internally here about labor yep. daily. Yep. Um, is So is it all tariffs? Is it a combination, a bad combination? What else is going on? I mean, you get different people with different viewpoints. I mean, my viewpoint really is that the tariffs is, is whilst important, it's it's not the main driver of price increases. A lot of it is down to labour and, and availability and going back to that supply and demand. Um, you know, construction volume, as if you look at the whole US, is actually back up way past where it was before the downturn. Uh, however, construction labour is still, I think, last figures I saw about 200,000 people in the industry less still than in 2008. So there's still mm -hmm. an issue in terms of finding the labour do the projects, uh, particularly in the end trades like electricians, drywallers, decorators, people like that. So so I think, you know, it's I wouldn't say it's a perfect storm, but it's th those two areas sort of culminate in 
without actually going through an increase in the pricing. So, um, but you have you know red hot markets like like the San Francisco market, and then you have other markets that are cooling down. Um, so it's it's uh, it's, an, it's certainly an interesting time in terms of tracking the pricing because it, it really does change and and pretty, pretty much wherever you are, there's all these micro economies uh, that will change the pricing as well. So as you know, we are a third party. We come in. We are not the general contractor. We have our own systems. We are here for the client to advocate mm-hmm. to make sure that this entire project is as seamless as possible. We get yeah. it on budget and on time and all these different factors um, to really oversee the project as a whole. Is there more of a need for people like us, less of a need? How do we do we bring a different set of values to mm-hmm. a, a project in this sort of scenario? Yeah. Um, is there more or less collaboration needed among parties? How does that kind of yeah, play I out mean, now? We, we're seeing very much a turn in the market, uh, particularly over the last sort of 18 months, two years, three years, uh, where people are now employing third-party uh, estimators and project managers to come into, come into their projects. Um, you know, a lot of people now are very conscious of cost. I think a lot of that is to do with the downturn and people were caught out by that. And so people are very sort of wary that, that they don't want that to happen again. Um, and, you know, we, as you mentioned, you know, we're independent and we don't have uh, skin in the game, so to speak. Um, and we're given our unbiased uh, view. So, yeah, so, so you know, we're really an advocate for the project, uh, an advocate for the, for the clients. We're not there to... Um, change things up or, or to have cost drive design, but really help people make informed decisions. And that goes across every team member from the, from the owner to the architect to the, to the contractor as well. So, um, yeah, we're really there to, to help bring value to that project and help make sure that it, it really achieves its objectives at the end of the day. It's interesting because people a lot of times are surprised that we have someone like you, a part of our team, that really is looking to the future mm-hmm. while looking at what's currently happening in the market to really provide a holistic view as to what's going on. Because when we are dealing with these multi-million dollar projects, a little shift somewhere in that affects it majorly at the end of the day. And yep. so to see just those little changes, those little ticks, um, it's been really it's been really interesting to have you and be able to speak with you on, on, on kind of tracking those and, and seeing how they really affect mm-hmm. the smallest change on a project, the end game, yeah. when it's all finalized. Yeah, because you, you, you know, the way I look at it is that you have basically both direct and indirect effects of a project or costs, you know, just because you know, gas prices go up, for example, doesn't necessarily mean that prices on our project are going to go up. But, you know, if we've got a project that's funded by someone who's in the gas industry, then that could affect you indirectly. So, you know, it's one of the things that we need to continuously track. You know, for us as a company, we create our own unit prices, we create our own data, we, we use our own databases and, and information. And, you know, so we need to be accurate and, and continue track that. And by being being that active in the market in terms of knowledge expertise, that's that's how we make sure that we are really on the top of our game and and, and providing that accuracy um, to, to to the project. That's interesting. And in just uh, last episode, we sat down with Pete Malucci and talked about the published metrics on the MEP side and how important mm-hmm. that was to have everyone moving towards a standardized set of metrics. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of it, in house, we're tracking these changes. We're tracking the market to really give. Again, that full perspective, that knowledge, that expertise to our clients um, yeah. for things like this, because we just don't know what's going to happen day to day. But we can use everything we have in-house to get us as close to that prediction and yeah. forecast as close as we can. Absolutely. And, and you know, if, if 
everyone could have predicted the crash in 2009, then we'd, we'd all probably be uh, probably be rich. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's very difficult to, to, to track that and to, to estimate when those kind of things are going to happen. Um, but, you know, what we bring is that aspect of being, a, being able to sit there and go, OK, you know, this is happening or we think this is going to happen. How do we how do we protect the project against that? How do we protect our clients against that? And how do we move forward in a way that that is more of a calculated risk rather than an unknown risk? Calculated, that's key. Yes. Calculated risk, yes. Okay. Well, awesome. So, you know, before we finish up, where do you kind of see this going? And if you were to look towards, you know, we go into 2020, how do you see that playing out? Um, anything else people should be aware of or kind of maybe have in the back of their mind for their next meeting? Yeah. And Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the labor issue is going to still be there and the supply and demand there on the contracting side. So you know, that's going to be a continual, continual issue, particularly in places like San Francisco. Um, what is interesting to track at the moment is the migration of people from the higher taxed states into the lower tax states, generally in the southern, uh, like Texas and locations like that, for example, that are, are actually drawing labor away. But, you know, I think 2020 is going to be a little bit more of the same. Uh, there's going to be uncertainty out there. There's going to be still that continuing um, conversation with China, shall we say, that that will keep bouncing around. Um, and I was going to ask, you know, 2020 with the tariffs. I yeah. mean, is that still just going to be something we have to watch and yeah. figure out how to make next steps? With? I think that was. I, I think the one, the one that, as you mentioned, has sort of gone under the radar a little bit is the European one. Um, yeah, that that's that's a big market that that um, we're currently having tariff conversations with, shall we say? And there's been re- retaliatory tariffs there as well. Yeah, the China one everyone knows about, but it's the European one that is the sort of probably more interesting one because, um, like I say, it's it's lesser known. Um, it's already affected you know things like the aviation market and you know other sectors like that. And I well. was going to ask, with being lesser of a headline news story over here, yeah. Um, what are you seeing with that? And we and and we have a lot of clients over there. We work mm-hmm. with a lot of companies based over there. They're doing projects here. How yeah. how is that going to play out? Do you think? Yeah, I, I, and again, you know, you have things like Brexit that come up uh, every day, which is which always is, causing it's a, always fun. Yeah. Uh, then you've got various various economies as well uh, that are on the brink of a recession again. Um, you know, like like Italy, for example. Um, then you've got you know some other. Other locations that are not doing so well, um, and, and then you know some other states that or, or, or uh, countries that that are, are are really prospering. So it's a bit of a mixed bag in Europe. So you know, how that will play out um, will be interesting. I mean, you take for example, even just looking at on the political front, you know, Spain has had its fourth election, I think, in four years, and um, you know, so there's a lot of a lot of that that is revolving around uh, that can affect things. And again, it's. It's difficult to know how that's going to really affect uh, the U.S., but it's certainly something that needs to be tracked and, and understood because, like you say, we have a lot of clients out there. Um, a lot of a lot of products, for example, come out of out of Europe as well. So you know, understanding how that works and uh, how how that will be supplied to the, to the U.S. will be uh, be interesting to track and, and understand as as we go into the twenty twenty. For sure, it is all very interesting and ever-changing so um well awesome was there anything else that you wanted to to bring up that we should keep our eyes on or are we just gonna hope to get through 2020 as unscathed as possible yeah i mean i i think just one more one further point to is like i mentioned before you know we have these sort of micro economies you know so you know just to be aware of those and understand those because again they can now, what's happening in one one city 20 miles away from another city could be vastly different. So just be aware and understand of those, I think. And, and again, I think they're, they're going to come into play more now with the bigger cities starting to level out 
um, in 2020. So we're going to see a lot more expansion in these, uh, I wouldn't say smaller, but yeah, these secondary, uh, secondary, markets. secondary markets. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us today, Dan. And I'm sure we're going to have you back to discuss some of your, your market information as we move through the next quarter. So thank you. And thank you very uh, much. I appreciate it. Right, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Construction Insiders, we encourage you to check out our website at www.ccorpusa.com. That's C-C-O-R-P-U-S-A.com, where you can find our full knowledge library under the Insights tab. It's all great stuff. We're really passionate about it, and we hope you'll check it out. Thanks for listening.